coming up. Can the Yankees win 120 games in 2022? And are the potential Juan Soto and Aaron Judge mega deals actually bad for the sport of baseball? Question mark. Breaking it all down with Sully Baseball next. <laughs> Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day listening to who? The always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer, so please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work, from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. If you want to see more content by me, just follow me on Twitter, at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account, or just look up Lockdown Diamondbacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. And of course, thank you for making Lockdown Diamondbacks your first listen every day. I would not be able to do this podcast without you, my loyal listeners, sharing, subscribing, reviewing, doing all that so I could do this podcast for you. Thank you. It's free and available on all platforms, so please continue to tell your friends. Today's episode is brought to you by BlueNile.com. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Lockdown listeners, get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast is exclusive, includes engagement. Use code LOCKEDON at checkout. Now, happy 4th. Didn't get a chance to say that on yesterday's pod. I'm recording this on the 4th of July. I am just absolutely exhausted today. I don't know what it is. I took like a six-hour nap. I just have no energy, so I was going to talk about today's game, but I just slept through the entire game for the D-backs. Like, I just took a fat nap. I saw the start of it. Didn't get to see how the D-backs, you know, finished it off. So, we'll save my thoughts because I have Dalton Varsho thoughts overall. So, we'll save that for tomorrow's pod. This is part two with Sully. Um, talking about the Yankees winning a whole bunch of games, talking about Juan Soto and Aaron Judge and mega deals in baseball. So it's a fun pod, so let's jump right into it. Okay. Let's uh talk about um, let's talk about a couple other quick things here right now. Um, first of all, if the Yankees play five hundred ball the rest of the way, they win a hundred games. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like it's ridiculous. It, it's ridiculous. They have you know, if they play seven fifty ball. Now that's now that now that's hard to do. Mm-hmm. I will. I'm not, I'm not saying this is simple, and that would mean they would have to go like 62 and 20 the rest of the year. Okay, uh-huh. it's it, that's not uh, that would be great. It's not outlandish. Okay, it's not like I'm saying if they go 80 and one, you know, they would have to really knuckle down and make sure that they don't uh, lose a single series, don't go on any kind of a slump. If they go 62 and 20, they will finish with 120 wins this year. Okay. Okay. That's what's in grass, in their <laughs> grass. I don't think they're going to. Okay. I'm going to go out of limb and say this team is not going to win 120 games. That's but the fact that I can even do that calculation and you go like, okay, that's not probable, but it is possible to go on a stretch like that. And especially if more, like, again, we know the Yankees and the Astros are not only going to win their division, but with, I mean, the Astros are probably going to finish better than the American League Central winner. I think we can agree on that. Mm-hmm. So that means the two American League teams that are going to get buys are going to be Houston and New York. Most likely. 
And it looks like there won't be another team with a winning record in the West other than Houston. Mm-mm. And as we brought up the other day, the Red Sox, Blue Jays, and Rays have to just basically be look at whoever's in second place in the Central and stay ahead of them. Right now it's the Guardians. And um, although the Guardians won a big game against the Yankees on Sunday, but Byron Buxton, by the way, Byron Buxton is averaging three walk-off home runs a week. I, th- I may have made that stat up, but it sure seems that way. And every time I flip over or see a Twins highlight, it's they're, they're throwing sunflower seeds and jumping up and down on home plate. They, there's so many walk-off wins with Minnesota. I'll get to them in a second. Mm. But it's, you're going to see all the other teams in the league just again, they're going to cut bait. And so if the Yankees are going to continue to be playing lousy teams, could they go on a run where they don't lose more than 20 games the rest of the year? Yeah, the American League is kind of watered down where it's really not that great. Like if I went to bet online and place money on who's going to make the postseason, I'm thinking four teams out the American League East. Like the top four teams you mentioned, I think they're all going to make the postseason. Um, so it's going to be fun, that wild card race with the with the Rays, Red Sox, and Blue Jays to see um, just how it all unfolds. But for the Yankees, I mean, I watch a lot of basketball. I watched the Golden State Warriors when they won 73 games. They broke the all-time regular season record. But you know what happened that postseason, Sully? They lost the NBA Finals. So I want to have the same message for the New York Yankees. Don't worry about the regular season. Don't chase records, Sully. Don't burn yourself out in the regular season winning all these meaningless games because – because guess what? It does not matter once you get to the postseason because you're going to have to face two teams that have had your number in the postseason in the last five years, and both the Houston Astros and the Boston Red Sox. And if you lose to either of those teams, you're going to have another insufferable offseason of Yankees fans just in your mentions. Aaron Boone, Brian Cashman, they're going to be calling for your head. You're going to have riots in the streets. So Yankees fans, it's going to be fun winning 120 games. But guess what? If you lose to the Red Sox or the Astros in the postseason, it will all be for waste. That's my message for Yankees out there. First of all, it was way too early to go into a bet online read i was like when yeah. you said bet online that now we're way too close like ptsd i would we're way too close i almost did it to get it out of the way but um remember i mean you brought up the warriors who lost mm-hmm. that amazing game seven and cleveland finally got a championship their first one for you for sure for lebron there the first were for any cleveland team since the 64 cleveland browns um pre-super bowl championship um but remember that that warriors team will bring i'll bring up two other ones the the you know the patriots having the perfect season and losing the super bowl to new york and the mariners winning their 116 games in 2001 and losing to the yankees in the alcs i mean it, it the number of wins they piled up actually wound up making those years it hurts hurt more. more. It hurt yeah, more. You know, it's like, you know, if the Mariners had won, like, like the A's won a hundred something game and were the wild card team that year. Uh, you know, if if they if the Mariners had won like 105, you know, that would be bad. But it would it wouldn't be as memorable of the fact that it had the highest oh even going back further, the um I believe it was the the I'm gonna do some of this off of memory. But the Cleveland Indians in 1954 finally beat the Yankees to go to the World Series. And they won, I think it was 110 games. Uh, I may, I, I'm doing this from memory, but there was, it was 110 something. And it was the most wins ever. 
And, you know, that's how you had, because the Yankees also won 100 games that year. The Yankees won five straight World Series. And Cleveland finally got past them and went to the World Series. And finally, New York was not going to win the World Series that year. And do you know who won the World Series that year? Who? New York, the Giants. Uh, and the Giants, with the famous uh, catch by Willie Mays, mm-hmm. not only beat the Indians, they swept them. And the Giants were so were such intense underdogs. It didn't even seem fair. They were on the same field as the Indians team, and they swept them. I'll give you one last note about that. When in 1995, my father and I used to take baseball trips, and we would go visit stadiums. And we were at Jacobs Field, which was brand new. It just opened the year before. And this was the year that the Indians won 100 games in the 144-game season after the strike. The Indians, this was the greatest team they've had in generations. The place was packed. And um, there was this the first time that everyone knew it was the first time the Indians were going to go to the postseason since that World Series sweep by the Giants in 1954. Mm. And I'm there with my dad, you know, you know, I'm not a Cleveland fan, but I was cheering them on. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm in the room for the home team. And I thought it was a great story. Cleveland's great again. And I had on, I think I had on what was the the Tomahawk Sea. I hated the Chief Wahoo logo even back then. But mm-hmm. I used to have the Tomahawk Sea hat the, from the late 70s. So I thought that looked pretty cool. And I was sitting there and my father was there. And my father grew up a huge New York Giant fan. Uh, later, towards the end of his life, it, it, when we moved to the Bay Area, rabid San Francisco Giant fan. But he had his NY, his New York Giants hat that he had. And we were sitting in there and, we, and we're making small talk with this uh, this this mother and daughter. And the mother was about my dad's age. And she was an old time Cleveland Indians fan and everything. And my dad never mentioned the 54 World Series, never mentioned the fact that his team swept the Indians and all this stuff. And we had a very pleasant conversation. And then there was like a little lull in the game, like a pitching change. And the woman turned to my dad and she could not have been more pleasant. We, she, we were talking about our trip and they were from, the, you know, they're from Shakers Heights, Ohio, da, da, da. A little lull in the game. And the woman turned around and gave my father a look that could kill mm. and, and said, I see your hat. And then went right back. And she was pleasant the rest of the game, but there was a little bit of, don't think you're sneaking that F you wow. by me. Yeah, she was so, onto it. She was, oh yeah, she was onto it. But I'm telling you, when the so that that's a great point. Like that Indians team, that Mariners team, you mentioned the Warriors, the Patriots, all those teams that had that huge record that they were going for the regular season made their collapse in the postseason even more of a long shot. Yeah. And yeah. when you see a lot of those dominant regular season teams, you have question marks of how battle-tested are they really when they mm-hmm. get to the postseason? Because we see them so dominant in the regular season. So for the Yankees, I think the motto of success that they kind of want to base it off of is maybe the 2018 Red Sox. Because that Red Sox team was, when you go back and look at it, there was literally no lull during the season where they gave you any question as to whether they're going to win the World Series or not. Because I don't think they ever had a losing streak longer than three games. And they might have yeah. had one three-game losing streak that whole season. They got to the postseason. There was moments where you're like, I don't, I don't know if the Red Sox are going to pull through here. And then every round, they were able to miraculously do it. And they just swept their way through the regular season, dominated the postseason. When you look they back, lost three like, postseason games. Three postseason yeah. games total. 
Yeah, but during in the moment, it felt like those series were maybe longer or tougher than you know in the moment. But when it was over, you're like, man, the Red Sox actually really handled that series. And the whole season, it kind of felt like that, where maybe it was tougher in the moment. But when you look back, you're like, really, the Red Sox just straight up dominated the whole 2018 season. And the same could be said maybe for this Yankees team in 20, uh, 2022. I think that's the model that they want to go off of, where you can be dominant in the regular season and then have it translate once you get to the postseason as well. And maybe you never actually have to be in a situation where – are you battle tested or not? Because maybe you're just so dominant and you're just so much better than the better than the other teams that you're just able to dominate your way through the entire season like the Red Sox did in 2018. Now I want to talk about whether long-term deals actually ever lead to rings for the franchise that signed those players. But if you want to ring for a special someone in your life, you need to head to BlueNile.com because whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, Find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement piece. Each ring is one of a kind. Looking for fine jewelry? But having trouble choosing, Blue Nile had jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift that every budget. Make your moment sparkle with blurry, with jewelry from BlueNile.com, almost said blurry. And lockdown listeners, get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. Use code LOCKDOWN. That's code LOCKDOWN. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your ever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back into the pod. But back to back to baseball. Um, my pal Millard. Hey, that's you me. are younger than me. Uh, slightly, slightly. Slightly, slightly. Um, you were born in the year of our Lord, 1998? 97, close. 97, okay. Mm-hmm. So you were born. So you've never lived in a world where the Marlins were not a World Series champion. Okay, I got it. Mm-hmm. Um, so someone roughly your age is uh, Mr. Juan Soto, mm-hmm. who is an outfielder for the Washington Nationals. Now you're doing great. You're you're you host a podcast. I try. Uh, you know, you're you're affiliate. You're 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 get you know you get paychecks from the Arizona Coyotes. Oof, um, yeah, a little bit. You know they hooked yeah. the boy up. Yeah, and Juan Soto has. This is now his fifth major league season. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been a batting champion. Uh, he has led the league in OPS uh, four times or three times. He's been in the top ten of the MVP vote. Uh, he has a world series ring. Um, how do you, how do you feel about your life compared to his? Um, I don't know if it's as glamorous as his, I don't know exactly how he lives his life, but you know what? That's a lot of pressure. You know, I got a little pressure doing the podcast. I got listeners, but watching, you know, having yeah. 20,000 people in the stadium and then viewers on TV, that's too much. That's a, that's a different level. So, you know, what? I feel better being behind the mic right now. Yeah. Wanso hit three home runs in the 2019 World Series. Yeah, I don't want um, to. Okay, now that. now I'm gonna, I'm bringing this up for this reason. Okay, he's still a young dude, much like you. He's a young dude. Um, and the Nationals winning the World Series 
we made a little hint about when Cleveland won the NBA title, what a huge moment that was for Cleveland. Mm -hmm. Uh, When the Nationals won, that was a huge moment for Washington fans who had not seen a championship, uh, you know, since the Redskins, I think it was in 91 or 92. Forgive me, I don't know, Super Bowls as well as World Series. It was the first World Series title for a Washington team since the the Senators in 1924. Uh, The Negro League team, the Homestead Grays, played their 1948 season championship season in Washington. So you can point to that, but even that's a long time ago. Um, So they've dismantled most of that nationals team that won in 2019. Most of the players there are gone. Mm -hmm. Soto is there. And there was a lot of rumors of whether or not Soto would be trade bait. And now the rumors coming that they were going to sign him to a deal that is going to keep him in Washington until the heat death of the universe. Okay. And um, I have some thoughts of that. I'd like to hear your thoughts of that first, because we may have some disagreements on this. But I want to know your thoughts of Soto being offered what is apparently a 12 or 13 year deal. Yeah, it seems like it might be around 13 for 425. It sounds like it's going to be a massive extension for Soto. He's 23 right now, so I might take him mm-hmm. to like his age 39 season. And overall, the idea of long-term... Well, 36. Con- It'll be 36. Or, uh, see, Sully, that's why you're the teacher, man. That's why, that's right. that's why I don't do... Yeah, so that's 36, right. that's not too bad of an age. They, they, a- they, they, they don't just let anyone into Cal State Fullerton, okay? Hey, 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 it's the Harvard of Orange County. And they do almost let anyone into Arizona State, baby. Oh. That's where I went to school. Hey, forks up. But yeah, for Soto, I'm okay with a 13-year deal if you're that age. If you're 25 and younger, 13-year deal is okay. Because I think at 36, you can still be a productive player. Because I think most of the time when you hand out a 10-year deal, like if Judge is looking for like a 10-year deal, like those last three, four years on deal is going to be terrible when he's in his late 30s, early 40s. Because we've seen those deals like with Albert Pujols and other guys who are just like, get me out this contract at the end of Alex Rodriguez's of the world as well and so overall the idea of long-term deals is something that's not I'm not a huge fan of unless you're 25 or younger and Mm -hmm. I think for baseball because my thoughts are not just really on this you know pertain to Juan Soto it's about baseball in general because I think for baseball they need to maybe go the NBA route when it comes to contracts and maybe put a limit on how long you can sign somebody maybe you shouldn't be allowed to do 10 years maybe you can only do five to seven year maximum when it comes to players because one thing that I think baseball would benefit from is the drama and the narratives that we have during the season when it comes to contract situations and disputes because one of the great things about Aaron Judge's season is not just the fact that he's having an MVP year he's having an MVP year during a contract year when he can just walk away for the new from the New York Yankees and they won't get anything in return if that happens I think in baseball to increase the drama to increase the the you know just some of the 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 nature of the talking and the gossiping around the sport I think they need to do short-term deals because once Juan Soto signs that 13-year deal there's pretty much no more Juan Soto's discussions, uh, you know, except unless it's on the field. But there's not going to be many off the field discussions. There's not going to be any rumors or where's Juan Soto going to go next. Like that's a lot of the stuff that drives the NBA and the NFL, all that offseason chatter that we discuss. And for baseball, like this past offseason, the free agent frenzy, it was a great time, mostly because we had the lockdown. So all that yeah. happened really quickly, but there was also a ton of free agents, a ton of great players on the market, like the Freddie Freemans and the shortstop market. So I think if you have shorter contracts, we'll get 
better players on the free agent market. We'll get more offseason chatter and we'll just get more people talking about the sport of baseball, more eyeballs on the sport. And I think that's something that baseball needs. I love the rumors and I love the gossip when it comes to sports. And we just don't have that enough in baseball because of these freaking 15 year deals that people like to sign. You will hear Sully's take on the topic, but if you're having a little car trouble, you need to head to rockauto.com because with the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto prices are always reliably low for every customer. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution solution to your auto part needs go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need visit rockauto.com Let's wrap up the pod. I'm conflicted. I'm conflicted because I can see both sides of this. Uh, on the one hand, I I do like having the continuity of the stars staying with their teams. Mm-hmm. The Trout's going to be an angel. Votto's going to be a uh, a red. red. You know mm-hmm. that. Um, what are some of the other like big ones that um, you know? Obviously, you know. Uh, <laughs> It's tough off the top of your head. You're yeah, like, oh, yeah. my guys do move, huh? But, uh, but you do have moments like, like Mookie Betts yeah. being dealt from the Red Sox to the Dodgers, which still drives me crazy that the Red I, Sox only became cheap skates. Uh, and you can have a player sign a big-ass contract. Not sure if I'm allowed to say that yeah, word on that. <laughs> but I went, I went deep there. May have to throw in a beep there um, for – the Giancarlo Stanton signed that gigantic contract yeah. extension with Miami only to have him be flipped to the Yankees. Um, so I, I like having continuity of stars with their teams. I do. It does make the off season a lot less intense. I mean, just keep in mind in 1992, after the 1992 season, both Greg Maddox and Barry Bonds were free agents. Wow. The greatest pitcher and the greatest hitter of the 1990s were free agents at the same time. You know, a few years later, Randy Johnson was a free agent along with Kevin Brown. Now, before anyone laughs at me throwing Kevin Brown in there, Kevin Brown's peak was unbelievably high. I'm a Google. You, you, if you look at Kevin Brown, yeah, he, he signed a massive at the time, massive contract with Los Angeles. And he wound up getting hurt. And a lot of people remember him as being the pitcher who choked in the 04 playoffs for the Yankees. But his time with Texas and with the Florida, helping pitch the Marlins to the World Series title, and basically almost single-handedly pitching the Padres into the World Series in 1998, he was an unbelievable workhorse. And he was a free agent at the same time as Randy Johnson in his prime. You know, that was what you saw at that point. Manny Ramirez was a free agent a few years after that. Obviously, you had A-Rod as a free agent, Mike Mussina being a free agent. You did see a lot of the big market teams gobble a lot of those players up, but that did put a bad taste in the mouth 
of a lot of you know fan bases. San Diego and Miami get to the World Series. They're called Florida then, for those who are going to correct me. And then they have to immediately dismantle the team because they can't afford it. Uh, I, there's a part of me that likes to see stars stick around for the continuity of it. I have a thing that says if you stay with one in the free agent area, if you stay with your team for 10 years, you can't ask for a minute after that. A fan base can't complain. Why are you? You, you, you gave us 10 years. After 10 years, you can go do whatever you want. Now, and, and I think teams kind of realized that the value that you're going to get, if you try to trade away a Juan Soto, for example, you're not going to get the value Juan Soto's value back. I'm going to use a I'm going to use like a, a hypothetical. Let's okay. say a team has someone like a Paul Goldschmidt, and they know they're not going to be able to afford wow. a Paul Goldschmidt, wow. and then they wound up trading Paul Goldschmidt. You're never going to get the value back for Paul Goldschmidt. Could, could you understand a situation like that? I think I could understand it a little bit. I think that one's hitting a little bit close to home. It's why Do you I feel shift? Do you feel shift right now? I feel like I just took more than a shift. I have like an axe in my back right now, Sully. So you can you can continue with your analogy if you want, Paul Goldschmidt. I do, and I think that a team like Washington realizes that whatever they try to pay to replace Juan Soto's production, um, they'll never get back in return. Yeah. Also. Taking a peek at the Cubs, the Cubs had a team that won the World Series. They did, I thought they were going to keep someone. I thought they were going to keep Bryant. I thought Bryant. I thought they were going to keep Bryant as here's the guy you can cling to to come back, you know, or, or either Bryant or Baez. I thought they were going to keep one of those two, and they didn't keep anybody. They just put two sticks of dynamite on the team and blew them up. And the Nats are going to stink for a little bit. Mm-hmm. They need to have someone for the fans to cling to. The Giants did that pretty well. They kept Posey and Belt and Crawford around for the you know, fans said, this team stinks, but I, I recognize them. Soto is going to be an elite player for the next five or six years. And if the team is smart, it should take about three or four years to rebuild the team. And yeah. Soto will still be a productive player. And because there's a universal DH, which you know I fought against, but it's there. I'm going to stop screaming against the tides. He could probably continue to be a solid hitter at DH, provided he doesn't have any catastrophic injuries for, you know, the next, you know, towards the end of the contract. And for Nationals fans, there's our guy. That guy helped us win the World Series. So I I understand why they would. A judge is a different animal altogether Mm -hmm. um, because he's he's older. older. Yeah, he's He's older. older. And he is, has had more injuries. Um, if he leads the Yankees to the World Series title and, and shows up next year as a Met uh, or a Red Sox, yeah, that'd be tough to swallow. But he would also – a 10-year deal with the Yankees would mean a hell of a lot more than a 10-year deal with the Red Sox because he has so much good money that even by the end of his career, if, if he's broken down, that was part of the deal. Like, if Pujol signed a giant contract with the Cardinals and broke down the way he did with the Angels, he had so much goodwill in the bank with St. Louis fans, mm-hmm. they would still be cheering him on the way Yankee fans were cheering on uh, Mattingly at the end of his career, and the way the Giant fans were cheering on Lincecum. You know that there was so much goodwill in the bank that that were, you were cheering because he reminded you of it. Yeah, but like when Sandoval signed with the Red Sox and he showed up looking like Job of the Hut. 
and one year finished the season with more belts broken from his belly than base hits. Uh, yeah, there was no goodwill in the bank in Boston. So yeah, it's kind of like a Dustin Pedroia. He's a good example for Red Sox. Right. Yeah. By the end of his career, he was constantly injured. But if he showed up to pinch hit, he would get a ten minute long standing ovation because of all the goodwill he had yeah. in the bank. Because he was still collecting those checks, even though he was playing like three games a year those final three years. Yeah, but it wasn't his. I mean, he was hurt. Like his, but... his ankle snapped. <laughs> yeah. You know. But he was like, but, he kept doing the, I'm going to come back, guys. Oh, here goes yeah. another surgery. I'm out again. Yeah, I, I think I think a 10-year deal with Soto, I think, would work. Because, I, I you know, even a 13-year deal, he'll still be in his mid-30s and probably be an effective DH. Uh, but I think you're right about Judge. And, again, Judge is going to get what he wants to get because he's a recognized – and the Yankees can't suddenly play, you know, cry poverty. And removing Judge from this lineup – could be disastrous. Yeah. And which means he's in such a good place for negotiations. But, uh, you know, uh, yeah. you know, if he signed a 10 year deal by the end of that 10 years, he'll be like in a full body cast. Yeah, it wouldn't be good. And we'll see if the Red Sox are serious about going after him. I'm not too sure I believe in those rumors. If I was to offer Aaron Judge a contract, it would be probably in like the six to seven year range. I'll probably be comfortable with the number um, in that range. But overall, like you were talking about, like I, I've talked about a nauseam on pods, like trading your star player, like the science of trying to figure out which prospect is going to develop into another MLB star is the hardest science I think in sports. I think it's harder than trying to pick a quarterback or trying to get another LeBron James, like trying to figure out which player and all these prospects, which of these blue chip prospects is going to hit. Like you look at all these trades in the past 10 years where the guys trade their star players, like basically every return, those prospects don't really amount to anything. They definitely don't turn into the guy that you once traded. So I think it's better just to go, um, when it, instead of doing long-term co- contracts, let's get maybe a limit in here because I think you could still have the guys like the Joey Vados and the Mike Trouts who stay with a team throughout their entire career. They just have to keep re-signing those deals, keep re-signing those five-year contracts, and yeah. they, they could keep coming back. And then I think that would also put more onus on the actual franchise to get better every time it's getting closer to that renewal because imagine every five years, Mike Trout had to re-sign a contract. All of a sudden, if the Angels see that deadline looming again and they're still not good, now all of a sudden, Mike Trout could be like, hey, I might have to leave this situation because I've been here for 12 years. You guys haven't gotten me one freaking number one ace. And now it's 12 years in the leagues and everyone is wondering, am I really the, 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 the great say, Hey kid that everyone says that I am. So I think if we went short term deals, it also put more onus on the franchises to actually get good and get competitive while they still have these stars on their roster. Well, I'm all for short term deals, but I have just signed a long-term deal oh. with locked on to team up with my buddy, Miller Thomas at least once a week. And he's got a great podcast. It's called Locked on Dimebacks. Our podcast is called Locked on MLB. Thanks for making our podcast your first listen every day. Now, we're going to be talking this week. Um, we're going to be bringing on the stars of Locked on Red Sox are coming on. Ooh. And I maybe whether it's this week or maybe next week, I'm working on talking to a couple of the people who are working behind the scenes to bring Major League Baseball to Nashville. So that's going to be a topic of conversation coming up either later this week or next week, pending our – what is that? Expansion? Oh, any way we can. Any way we can. And, by the way, make your second listen locked on MLB Prospects host Lindsey Crosby. He's a prospect encyclopedia. He's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, uh, it's the 3rd of July. 
Yeah. Happy Happy Third of July. Uh, and Miller Thomas, you can follow you where? Follow me on Twitter at Career Thomas twenty four for my personal account, or look up Locked On Dimebacks both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. And of course, follow us on YouTube as well, Locked On Dimebacks, and all your podcasting platforms. Boom. And I'm we're at Locked On MLB Pods on both Twitter and Instagram. I'm your pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, right there. Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Talking about hundred win seasons and getting value for your franchise players. This has been the Locked On MLB. Locked on Diamondbacks crossover with your pal Sully and Miller Thomas. And we're going to fist pump and call it a day. What do you say, buddy? Fist pump. That's it for this edition of the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast. Thank you to everyone who tuned into today's pod. Come back tomorrow for more Diamondbacks news coverage and insight. Hope everyone had a good 4th of July. And as always, stay safe and stay healthy. Deuces!